Today on the podcast, we have one of my favorite adult actresses, Bridget B. She is from Spain. She is incredibly sexy. She is fucking hilarious. And she's just seriously one of my favorite people to work with. I'm not really going to say any more because you guys are going to get the full Bridget experience coming up right now on Holly Randall Unfiltered. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Holly Randall Unfiltered. And today we have my girl, Bridget B., in the house. (laughs) So excited. And not only that, but Bridget is a genius, and she brought me a present. Yes! She bought me a little Christmas tree, which is amazing, because I don't have a Christmas tree yet, so I was so happy to see that. Which, this is a part A and a part B question. A, how do you not have a Christmas tree yet? I know. And B, do people know how obsessed we both are on the holidays? Okay, so I leave for New York on Saturday, and so... I thought to myself, it doesn't make sense for me to get a Christmas tree before I leave from New York because I'm going to be gone for like five days and not be able to enjoy it. Right. And if I get it later, then it'll last longer and then like I can kind of milk it through January. You, but you only like, so you only like real trees? Yes. You can't do fake ones Mm-mm. and just spray like pine? No, scent? I got, I'm like, a, I don't like fake flowers. I'm, I'm like, it has but to be But you real. like us. <laughs> That's amazing. Girl, your boobs might be fake, but the rest of you couldn't be more genuine. Um, but it's funny actually because I've been watching other people like get their Christmas trees and like bring them home from the lot and it's been giving me anxiety like I, every time <laughs> I see worst. a Christmas tree on top of somebody else's car I'm like that should be me it's the worst especially living in like Hollywood having them put the tree on top of the car and yeah. I'm like, and they're doing like that. Um, if anyone's familiar with the area, there's a Hollywood and Highland, and it's yeah. like a semicircle. Yeah. And if you would just take it the with the right give, you could like fast and furious it. Yeah. And I'm seeing these people with the tree on top, and I'm behind them. I'm like, oh, not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> Can you We're imagine not getting- if you got killed by a Christmas tree. I mean. With the people as obsessed as we are, that kind of might be the way to go. That might be. That kind of might be. So if you were doing the tree, who would be decorating it? Oh, me. Oh, me. We, yeah. Okay, can we talk about my boyfriend's decorating skills with <laughs> Christmas lights? Because it's been a debacle. Does he decorate Does he decorate during the year, though? No. Okay, so we've only been living, we've only, honestly only been together for like a year and a half. Right. Okay, so, and we've only been living together for, um, I don't know. I mean, he's been practically living with me for like the past year, but we've only been officially living together since August. Perfect. And it's, when is it? What is it? It's December. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been living together for, you do the math, it's several months. Can't. Anyway. (laughs) Good. We're both like not even going to try it. The worst. So, okay, so I normally have my house perfectionally decorated. With Christmas lights, right? Ooh, but it's right. fucking expensive. And right. this year, I decided not to do it because I have so many expenses going on right now. I'm and you're making, leaving. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's just honestly, I'm making a lot of changes in my business. Yeah. 
Um, so, and it's costing me a lot of money. In the end, it's going to be a good thing, but right. just right now, I'm not like super flush. So I'm like, I'm not going to spend like a grand decorating my well, house. Well, that's called like, being hashtag an adult. Yes. This is, this is a very adult choice I had to make as much as it broke my heart. And so my boyfriend <laughs> offered, he's like, we don't, you know, like, Typical man, we don't need to um, hire a professional decorator. I can decorate the house myself, and I'm uh, like, of course, oh, okay. <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking this is probably a bad idea. But then I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him do it. So he goes. So he decorates the house, and I'm not there, or I'm inside doing something else. And he's up on the roof, and you know, he, he's really like making a go at it. And then he's done, and then he has me come down and look at it, and I'm just like. Uh-uh. Oh my god! Okay, so first of all, I'm incredibly like perfectionist and almost almost OCD. You know, it makes you who you are, though. That's yeah. That's right. I, you can see it in my work. I'm very right. particular about where things are, and right. Evenness and spacing and all that kind of stuff. So. With the extra cord that he had, he would just like leave a jumble of Ooh. balls like hanging on the side of the roof. Not with you. And I'm like, that looks terrible. He goes, well, I unscrewed the bulb so at night when it lights up, you won't see all those Aww. extra bulbs in a in a little, you know. Um, He's thinking ahead. Pock. Why, why can't I think of words? Words are bad for me because you're starving and you're having you're trying to get my, those my Cheetos, Cheetos in your which, mouth, which we will get to. <laughs> He sounds so. He sounds like he's really trying to make it he work. He is trying, but I'm like, okay, but during the daytime, it looks ridiculous. He's like, well, who cares? It looks good at night. I'm like, it doesn't matter if it looks good at night. I'm looking at my house during the day. Like, it just looks so ghetto. Not only that, so we have a front yard, right, with a gate. So he decorated the bushes, and oh, then he no. he took the the string. He Wound it around the gate in a very sloppy, haphazard way. And then he just like had it go all the way across to the bushes on the other side. So there's a whole string block. You can't open the gate. He sounds like a bro. Yeah, because it's just <laughs> like there's Christmas lights. Like, right. Perfe- like tying the gate closed. So Aww. you like cannot open the gate. And I'm like, this is not acceptable. He's like, well, who comes in the front gate? I'm like, oh, delivery people, the dog <laughs> walker, my brother when he comes back in the morning from a run, like... Every, I don't know. It's the front gate. Everyone comes right. through the front gate. Again, like, true bro. Uh, uh, like he was just like, like a guy. And I was just like, I can't believe that you think this is acceptable. Aww. And he's like, okay, fine. We'll get, so we got an extension cord and we fixed it. But I'll take that. My husband can't stand it. My husband met me with twinkle lights. Like I have twinkle lights all year. Oh, I, really? I'm that person with the twinkle lights. I have a Christmas tree if I could. And we met like say October 15th. And on October 16th, when he came over, he saw the twinkle lights. So he right. knew that, that was, I was that type of person. Right. Fast forward, get married and everything. And now it's like June and July. Why do you have the twinkle lights on? Like, well, this is how you met me. Not <laughs> going anywhere. It, it would be like me, you know, having sex with you on the first night and all of a sudden, um, now we're going to kiss after like three <laughs> or four weeks. No, we already had sex on the first night, so might as well keep it going. <laughs> I like that rationale. It's, exa- it's how I explained it to him, and he's just like, um, he's Russian though. He doesn't. He feels like twinkle lights are very specific for Christmas. They kind of are, but okay, doesn't matter. So here we. I have. Hey, you know what, girl? You have Christmas in your heart all year long, and I that's really- why we love you. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. And then now it's December, and I'm like, oh, so twinkle lights all day. Um, I can only have them after 8 p.m., like until when it gets dark. Yeah. Which during the summer was 8 p.m., but now it's 4.30 and it's already dark. 
Those bitches are in at 4.29 p.m. I got yep. my twinkle lights on. Ah, the compromising that happens when I you know. with the one. I, I program my lights. and That's um, what I need to do. So I program them so they come on at like 4.30. And then they go off at like 4.30 a.m. And he's like, why why, why are they going off then? He's like, what, they should go off like when we go to bed, you know, like right. midnight or something. And I'm like, how the fuck is Santa Claus going to find the house? <laughs> I mean, come on. Like they sh- they should be on all night so people can look at my house and feel Christmas in their heart Aww. all night. In like, my culture, we celebrate on the twenty fourth mostly. Like the twenty mm-hmm. fifth, we do, but I'll right. go to Disneyland with all the Jews and everyone else I was on the twenty fifth because Disneyland's probably pretty empty, packed. Every really? year since I lived in LA, I'm in on the twenty fifth. Except for one year, I think I worked, and um, it's packed. Wait, you worked on Christmas one year? There was one year. Um, I did a feature club. Oh, okay. Like Virginia or something. I thought someone was shooting a scene on Christmas. I was like, who the hell does that? I, I've Mike heard Quasar? it. <laughs> I've heard it happen. I've heard it happen. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I've heard of people shooting on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Porn doesn't take a holiday. We, we really don't. <laughs> and not not if you're like working. Like mm-hmm. that's what I always say. The success is in the when you want me, I'm right. there. Right. But um, so does does your boyfriend like to like cook and stuff? Oh yeah, he's actually an amazing cook. Nice. And we just redid the kitchen too, so I'm so grateful for that. That's another reason why I couldn't afford to put up Christmas lights this year. But you have delivery service that you were saying. Oh yes. So as I'm sitting here eating my Cheetos, that's which, why I'm asking. By the way, if you're watching. <laughs> I have them on a plate, and I'm eating them with chopsticks, so that way I don't get them all over my fingers. She just taught me something, by the which way, Which is genius. So genius. And? Enjoy the sound. Wait. Oh. So many people are going to be so annoyed by that. <laughs> it's, it, but it's people like me who watch mukbangs on YouTube and are obsessed with watching people eat. Okay, yeah, we need to get to that, because I don't understand what that is, but... So basically, it's like my thing. I always have flaming hot chinos when I come and do my podcast. Done deal. Because I can't eat them at home because my boyfriend gives me so much shit because he says it's really white trash. <laughs> and so I like eat them here like 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 some sneaky like fucking candy hoarder or something like that. I'm like, eat my Doesn't he have something that he does that maybe to you would be like, um, Yeah, hanging up Christmas lights. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but yeah, so I, and then in my bag, I have my, my vegan salad from Thistle, which I love. So that's a meal delivery service. I'm, I wrote it down, T-H-I-S-E-L, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. And I swear to God, they don't sponsor me, but they should because I fucking love them. And I've actually gotten Cherie DeVille and Aaliyah Love on them as well. God, those are good looking women. Yeah, they are. And they're gonna be even more good looking now that they're eating thistle. But <laughs> yeah. so it's like insanely reasonable for the price. So when I try when I decided to try to go mostly vegan, I am not, I'm definitely not one hundred percent vegan, but I'm trying to just eat more plant based stuff in my life. Yeah. It's actually after I had Nicole Aniston on this podcast, I was inspired to try that. Such a good inspiration. Yeah. So um so during the week, five days a week, I have dinner, uh, lunch, and a snack. And actually, like a ginger shot um, delivered to me. Ooh. Because I just don't have time to cook for myself during right. the week. I really don't. Of course. Um, and, you know, people are always like, oh, do food prep on Sunday. I'm just not. Right. I'm at the point in my life now where I recognize my limitations and I'm just not going to do food prep. 
I've said that so many times. I will go out and buy the food, and I'm like, okay, this time I'm going to mean it. I'm going to be different. I'm just not. Like I, I, I've recognized like where I fall short in my habits and the things that I will actually do, and I'm not going to try to pretend that now at 39, like I'm going to suddenly change and start doing things which I just right. never did in the past, like vegetable garden. Like I've I've planted vegetable garden so many times, let it die every time. Every time it just dies, and I'm like, you know what? That's, I'm just never going to tend to my vegetable garden, so I'm just okay. going to stop trying. And that's why. Right. Um, do you watch those? Um, do you see those Instagram like food prep people? Mm-mm. Okay, don't because if Christmas trees on top of a car give you anxiety, this shit is like. Can I can I curse? Oh I'm yeah. Like, oh my god, yeah. I've been like trying to stop myself. Fuck it. Yeah, no, um, girl, it's fine. <laughs> totally fine. Um, these meal prep peeps are. On one, I watch them. They fucking line up all these um black and white and clear, you know, like containers, and it goes from one into the other. And they're doing all their veggies, and they're all on the like a meal prep, like a thistle would. Mm -hmm. And these girls or guys just do it for themselves. And I'm like, that is just so much work on a Sunday. You know what I want to do on Sunday? I know, right? Nothing. Mm -hmm. I want to look at my Christmas tree. I want to watch my Real Housewives of every fucking county there is <laughs> and call it a day. No yeah. one's got time to be going to Trader Joe's hey, and Whole Foods. Nobody got time getting for Christmas, two pounds for, for of like prep. russet potatoes when I can go to like Wendy's and get it for 99 cents. I know. See, that's the thing too. I'm going to put my Cheetos away because otherwise I will keep eating them and it's so annoying. <laughs> I know it is. It, the first step is acceptance. <laughs> yes, acceptance is the first step. So, um, okay, so you were talking about Munka, Mumba, what? Say it after me. <laughs> Mook. Mook. Bongs. Mook bongs? Yes. No, Mook bongs. Mook bongs. Okay. Mook. So what the hell is that? It's the most glorious thing. Is what, um, when I first walked in, ladies and gentlemen, she was already eating, by the way. Um, <laughs> the uh, They're just, I think it comes from Asia. Yeah, it's like a big thing over there. I, I've Okay, so it's about yeah. watching people eat, right? Right. And apparently, it's amazing, huge in Asia. I think, like especially Korea, Koreans, right? Which, when I was watching something from like the Coney Island people who uh, eat the hot dogs mm-hmm. many years ago, when I first moved to the U.S., I moved like in two thousand one, and um, we were watching something in the like, Coney Island, and then this little Asian guy weighing like two kilos, like hamming down like. 30, 30, 40, 50 kilos of like hot dogs in like two minutes. And I'm like, oh wow, what is this? And I'm watching it and they're like, oh yeah, it's mukbangs and all this. So I keep going, fast forward, and it's like little Asian girls eating kilos and kilos of noodles. And then I'm like, mm, this is not really what I'm looking for. And then all of a sudden it's developed into you, me, like what you were just doing now, the sounds of the chewing. Um, YouTube opens the doors for so many things to be discovered yeah. that I never would have known of right. otherwise. And um, and then now it's turned into like, if I'm starving at one in the morning, Mama Sita isn't going to go to Wendy's or McDonald's because I got to keep it tight yeah. and trim, right? But if I watch people eat, I'm suddenly satisfied. Really? Because I feel like it would be the opposite. It would make me want to eat. It it depends on how your brain functions. Hmm. And you seem to be really cray-cray. Like, if you're, like, super (laughs) anal about your Christmas lights, these might be a little bit of an issue. But try it and see. And you find one that works for you. The one that works for me, um, God, I love her. I've been trying to be her best friend forever. Her name is Trisha Paytas. And she lives at the, she lives by the Grove, actually. Like, three million subscribers. And um, she's just a really cute blonde chick. She could be, like, my sister. 
She's just really bubbly and blonde and always has, like, her glam squad. But she'll sit and she'll eat, like, Chili's, KFC, and she talks to you. And now, instead of having dinner alone, now I'm, talk- now I'm listening and watching someone eat. And now that's what it's developed into, a friendship. <laughs> Wait, is she aware of this friendship? Or is this, like, a one-sided friendship? It's a one-sided on my oh, end. Okay. But um, she knows what she's doing. She's very good at it. Those are, I think, her most followed. She has a Patreon, too. And she does those naked. So now she's uh, eating naked. Is she, is she a big fat woman? <laughs> she because I mean, eating volu- all that food. She's voluptuous. Yeah, in a really cute, sexy way. Right. Um, but she'll lick her lips, and she does like her lip smacking, all that, and that just gives me so much satisfaction. But not in a sexual way. Right. In a oh, I'm eating with you. I love Weird. it. Try. I sent you the link already. Okay. Of I'm her. Look at it. There's another one. She's like from Amsterdam, like in the Netherlands. Again, YouTube just opened these doors to. All this, much like podcast, yeah. and all that, like seeing them through like YouTube, mm-hmm. Patreon, or whatever, it's really opened the doors to just trying something new that I never would have before. Yeah. The yeah. internet's an amazing machine. My husband thinks I'm insane. Yeah. Absolutely mortified. <laughs> so, we always, we gotta have a couple of things that make our significant others think that we're nuts. I don't think I can do any more. <laughs> I really, you, you've got enough. I think we got enough to last a lifetime. What else do you do that makes him crazy? Um, I, this, this uh, damn uh, toilet seat. He always wants me to keep the toilet seat down. Wait a minute, right? Right. Wait. He cleans it. Uh huh. He cleans the throne religiously. He's very neat. Um, and he wants the top to be down as well. Oh, the cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't do that naturally because I'm not a dude. Yeah, you're not trying to hide what just happened. I mean, hide the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know how the heck you even eat Cheetos because that is just a like major issue is waiting for me to happen the really? next day. I don't, oh, so bad, so bad. I, you know, so I, bad. I guess I've never. I'm gonna look at my poop neck tomorrow <laughs> and see if you're right because I don't. I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't really keep. Will very you good think track. of me? Will you think of me? I will. You do, please? I'll take a picture. <laughs> To you. <laughs> I'm really not at all when I come off on my internet shit. So, <laughs> speaking of okay, so speaking of internet shit, because there was this guy I've talked about this before. This guy who wrote to me and wanted to pay me to eat my poop. <laughs> And um, I thought I was really special, but turns out he'd written the exact same thing to like several other porn girls. I hate when they do that. I know. I was so bummed. I was like, I thought you only wanted my poop, but you wanted everybody's poop. Besides me, that's not special. Besides that, this is how fucked up we are in the head right. as women or even just us. The fact that he asked others, even though we don't want it to be asked, because, well, for me, it's like gross. Yeah. Um, the fact that he asked others and that we don't feel special made it already like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. Well, like, if you just want anyone's poop, then you fuck, can't have mine. Right? Oh my god, this issues <laughs> bigger than Vogue. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't do it. Uh, really? Uh, no. Nah. Uh, it just was not. Maybe if you would have asked just you. No, no. Just, Chance can get away with so much. I don't want to so be much. responsible for someone getting like E. coli, and that's just not like. How does that? I do it how? at work. Get eat poop? I mean, a- ATM. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 I guess so. 
Okay, so for those of you listening, because I, I find I have to remind myself that we have to translate sometimes. Oh, because yes. we have a lot of people who aren't in the porn industry. That who is listen. right. That so is right. We have right. to translate our little because we have our little language. Yes, we do. Our little internal <laughs> porno language. So ATM means ass to mouth. So it means basically when a guy's fucking you in the ass with his dick, and then you blow him right after um, his penis was in your butt. It's called ATM. Can I tell you that I once, long story short, I was in college. Um, couldn't stand the guy. And I had a cinnamon Altoid. And I know that the the heat of it is spicy to me. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would be like refreshing to him. <laughs> but then he did something to piss me off. I'm like, well, if it's spicy to me, yeah. maybe it'll, be, it'll hurt him in a way just enough. I don't think he could have used his dick for two weeks. Yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff. Like was, that's totally happened. Like after you have something spicy and then like right. you blow a guy, you can absolutely but burn. Then him. he decided to be cute and see. Oh, well, she just put her mouth on me with the Altoid, and that's when he proceeded to do anal on me, <sighs> and all went around in a circle of love. Oh, motherfucker wow. went in. I went in from my mouth to his dick, and he went in from his dick to my ass. I'm like. How did this just happen? I was supposed to fuck you over. And now I'm like, I can't walk. I can't walk junior year in college. Thank you, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, fuck. Damn it. Where did you go to college? I went to uh, Kent State in okay. Ohio. Um, they gave me the biggest, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, scholarship. Oh, wow. Grant. Um, the other two schools, I always have to mention because how I picked this one, University of Texas at Austin okay, and University of Miami in Florida. Okay. And then Kent were my three options. And I'm like, eeny, meeny, miny, Cleveland it is. And I ended up there by miracles of somewhere. And then um, and my English was pretty much how it is now. It's always been. Yeah. I, went, um, I studied English um, as a second language from like very young. It, pretty much everybody but Americans can speak two languages. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. <laughs> but like all around the world, you can go almost anywhere and they can at least not, speak English. I too. went to Russia a couple of weeks ago, a uh, couple months ago. Uh-uh. Really? Not a lick of English, not a lick of Spanish. I was the blackest thing there. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Um, so yeah, definitely wasn't an option there for me. I had to privet and spasiba my way through a lot of shit. Wow. What were you doing in Russia? Meaning the fam bam. Meaning the oh, family. Oh, right. Of course, because your husband's Russian. Right. Duh. St. Petersburg, lovely country. Hashtag, thank you for the, um, not killing me. <laughs> So tell everybody who you're married to because you're married to somebody who's also in the industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, his name is Marcus Dupree. He's um, he's a fellow performer, and we met on set, and um, no Cheetos were involved, and um, kind of uh, this is how uh, amazing life for us in the business is. I I love my job, but walked in on my birthday. I didn't celebrate. Um, my grandma passed away a couple of years ago mm-hmm. on my birthday. So I Ugh. kind of have a, it's, it's been better, but I have a yeah. hard time going like ham and tequila it up on the 15th. Yeah. Um, so when they, my job, so my agent was like, do you want to work? I'm like, uh, on your birthday? I'm like, yeah, it's just, just another day, you yeah. know, um, celebrate the next day anyway. And then he's like, oh, well, there's this new guy. I know you don't like to work with new guys. See how you feel. And I'm like, eh, put him in. And it was in Vegas. Mm-hmm. This kid has been working for 10 years in Prague mm-hmm. with Sefredi and him. He is so on a league of his own. Yeah, so he knows the ropes. Here I am. Oh, yeah, I'll work with a new guy. I mean, 
He wasn't new. He wasn't new. Yeah. He was new to me, but he was a uh, more bet than I am. Yeah. And he's fucking 28 years old at this point. 27, 28. So anyway, long story short, um, we ended up on set and I gave him, my, I shook my hand with him and I was like, oh, Marcus, Bridget. He's like, I know, been, I jerked off to you like five years ago. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Great. Now, does that, does it, when, because you've probably heard this from other guys too that you've worked with, does that creep you out or does it like make you feel good? Actually, which way does it go? Since normally for you? Well, since I've been working, I've been working with like the OGs, Mm -hmm. you know, the Sins, uh, the the Daras, the Manuals. They've never been, they've always just been gentlemen and been like, you know, work. So you don't get that very often at all. This was actually the first time. Okay. Um, I mean, the more I'm doing MILF, the younger the guys are. Yeah. At this end of the game, I am getting that more, mm-hmm. but not in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cute to hear that. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're so sweet. And then he came in and fucking boom, killed it. Like, Cirque du Soleil up in there. And I'm like, whoa, and you are? <laughs> but it went, it, the exchange was him walking through the door, introducing ourselves. Oh, I jerked off to you about five years ago. I'm a huge fan. To, okay, pretty girl, okay, and sex sales. And we had no conversation mm-hmm. between jerking off to you five years ago and first position. Mm-hmm. And we've been together ever since. Wow. Really weird. That's awesome. Now, do you prefer when a guy comes in? Do you prefer if he like introduces himself and then like backs off until the scene, or do you want him to try to like have a conversation and get to know you? Because I know most girls prefer the guy to like not come in and like try to chat them up and like establish, you know, like some kind of friendship connection. They kind of prefer them to just stay in their corner until the sex happens. My husband better be standing up in his fucking corner waiting. <laughs> I don't get but me no, kidding. <laughs> um, um that's again surrounded by who we're with. Everyone's such a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um we really have a good group of men from yeah. directors to the PAs to to the talent yeah. that I've never felt, oh, well, he's just too much or creepy. If anything, I'm probably the one be like, hey, let's come here. <laughs> let's start dancing my Ricky Martin song and everything. It's a party with me wherever I go. Yep. So it's I've never had that. Okay, that's I wonder good. how that would be. Yeah, it just depends. I think... The um, new guys get scared. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I think some guys get... I know for me, I kind of prefer the guys that are more quiet and that aren't like, you know, like you're not the center of attention. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's about the girl and I want you to just come in and do your job and not like fucking chatter in my ear. How did you meet yours? Um, we met on Tinder. I know, right? Stop it. I know. I know. It's a surprise. It was a surprise for me too. So... Did you have to come on to him first? So actually, this is this is kind of a cute story. <laughs> so we met on Tinder, and I had just been on. I had been on several bad dates, right? And I'm really, really picky. Yeah. And um, the last date that I had been on before I met him was so bad that I was I was done, right? But right. we had already like kind of initiated a conversation. Um, and you know, he seems smart and all that kind of stuff. But it's hard to tell what someone's so like hard. through the messaging. And um, I just really didn't want to go on this date um, because. So, anyways, just real quick, the last guy before I went on the date with my boyfriend, um, he. <gasps> Uh oh, he was the worst. First of all, 
he talked like this. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Hi, I work in sound. I, I was like, are you are you serious? Is that your voice for real? And I made the mistake of allowing him to take me to one of those outdoor movies, like the Cinespace <gasps> things. So that's like a process, right? Because there, you get there early so you can get parking. Then there's like the food trucks. And that's then a there's proper usually date. a band right. and then the movie, right? So it's like a three-hour extravaganza and I really should have just met him for coffee or drinks or something quick so that if I didn't like him I could have bounced but I was stupid (laughs) and I went on this long date with him right and instantly the minute he opened his mouth I knew this wasn't for me because a guy's voice is very important to me like their cadence their tone so if I don't like your voice, it's an instant turn off. It doesn't matter. No Mike Tyson for you? No, I can't. Can't handle it. Can't, like no. voice is so important to me. Right. So the minute he opened his mouth, I was like, this isn't this isn't gonna work. Do you get more drunk? Uh, no, so I don't drink, so I couldn't even do that. That's right, you don't. I don't drink, so I couldn't escape Shit. it. It was horrible. Shit. So anyways, so we're, so we're sitting there. For, so finally the movie comes on. It's The Princess Bride. <gasps> and um, the part comes on where uh, the C- Carrie Ewells. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he comes back as the Dread Pirate Roberts. And so, and okay, so the whole time my date is like trying to scoot closer and closer to me. And I'm giving off that body language. I'm like, don't touch me, where I'm really rigid and my arms are down <laughs> by my side. And I'm like, just like a box, like trying to shrink into myself. Like if he brushes up against me, I'm like <laughs> leaning this way. Like I just am, ugh. Right. So, anyway, so finally, <laughs> so bad. Oh, no. And I have to demonstrate too. So, any of you who are listening, you'll have to watch this in video because it's hard to demonstrate in an auditory way. I'm in suspense. So, anyway, so he's so let's pretend he's right here, right? Mm-hmm. So he's sitting next to me, and um, and then he looks at me, and he's like, he goes, "If you were a pirate, would you wear your parrot on this shoulder or?" this shoulder <laughs> and then he like kept his arm there like I was like fucking LA I hate this city for that and I was like are you for real oh are God. you for fucking real he did like the movie yawn no. like you know arm around but like worse than that uh-uh. and I just started laughing because <laughs> I was just like and then he was like, he's like, are you cold? He's like, does your ass hurt? Do you want an ass massage? And I was like, what? get the, because we were sitting on stone steps. I was oh like, get god. me the fuck out of here. Oh my god. When I went to the bathroom, I literally thought about escaping out the back door and just bouncing. Obviously. But I didn't because I'm too you're, fucking nice. You're nice. I'm such an idiot. So anyways, it was a horrible date. And then like, he couldn't, he would not stop calling me afterwards, even though I was so obvious that I wasn't into him. Like after right. that movie, he's like, so let's go out. The night is young. I'm like, yeah, and no, I'm good. I'm going home. <laughs> but he just couldn't drop it. I finally had to straight up just tell him like, I'm just not interested. I'm sorry. Right. And that was not- a tender day as well. Yes. So after that, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So anyways, my boyfriend, um, he also was kind of over the whole Tinder dating thing, and he's and he his last message to me was, "Hey, I'm going to jump off this app because I just this isn't working for me. I right. really don't like it. Here's my phone number, though. I really would like to meet you. Um, so please, like, let me know that you got this and that you got Aww. my number before I delete my account. Because you know, once he deletes his account, you can't right. access the messages anymore. Been there. So I see it and I write down his number. I'm like, yeah, I got it. I'm like, okay, um, I'll, I'll call you sometime. He's like, okay, great. He deletes his account." 
I stay on my account for a little while longer. Slut. I know, right? Honestly, for me, it was more like, it was a game. It's yes. actually fun yeah. to swipe through, because I just like, it's left when, when it's no, right? Correct. Yeah. I'm just no to everybody. Like, shirtless profile in your, shirtless pick pro, in shirtless pick in your profile, left. Mm. Picture of you posing in front of your car, left. Mm. Like, just, I just hate that pretentiousness and like right. guys who try to like talk about that they have money or that they have like some like sick body. I'm just not, or, or like professional headshots. Forget it. That means you're an actor. I am Everything not. Everything you interested. just said no to is exactly what yeah. I swiped right to. <laughs> really? I, I'm like no on all those fronts. I can't stand it. So, <laughs> so, and it would actually be a game. Like, my dad, of all people, thought it was so funny. So, I would literally go, like, because I see my parents a lot. And I go over there for Sunday lunch, and then like we'd sit around together, oh and then God. we'd go on Tinder and we'd look at people's profiles and we would like l- read them out loud and just laugh together. It was like a game for it's my parents. The they thought it was hilarious, right? So anyhow, so I jump off Tinder and I start texting um, my boyfriend. We actually call him. I, I don't say his real name because he has a real job. Yeah, <laughs> but um, one of my fans actually. So he has a big beard. And he plays hockey. And I I do like put him on my Snapchat and like pictures of him on my Instagram stuff. So you can see what he looks like, but I try to like keep his real name out of it just to protect some of his privacy. Of course. Um, So one of my fans actually um, gave him the Nomer bearded hockey dude. So okay. that's what we, I to call him BHD. Got it. That's his nickname. Done. BHD. I was just going to say Mr. Randall. <laughs> but, right? you know. Yeah. So we call him, we call him BHD. Beer Perfect. Hockey dude. Done deal. So anyhow, um, so we so we start texting back and forth. And honestly, like, because for me, I am always looking for a way out. I'm really bad at commitment. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so picky. I almost don't like anybody. It's like, right. I just never like anyone. I'm right. just like, it. I hold guys to a really high standard. And it doesn't have to do with like looks and a perfect body and what car you drive and all that stuff. It's like intelligence is the most important thing to me. Yeah. And then a sense of humor, loyalty, um, uh, humility, also just to like a self awareness, I think is really important. I think a lot of people lack self awareness. And right. that is really important to me. Like people who don't take themselves very seriously. And you no know? paratalk. Yeah, no parrot talk, no like bad lines, right. like just, you know, and just also people who are authentically themselves. I can't stand people who try to pretend to be something else than what they are. Like I can accept you for all of your weird quirks and, and all of that stuff. Because we're weird. Yeah, exactly. Like as long as you're honest about it. Yes. I mean, I'm, you know, kind of brutally honest about, you know, who I am. Right. Because... I I'm I'm a ridiculous person. I'm a ridiculous person and I'm the first so person ridiculous. to say that. Right. And I appreciate other people who are like that. Like I will love you for all of your flaws and your shortcomings if you're just honest about it. You know, that's the most important thing to me. Right. So anyways, so so he starts he's texting me and I'm just like looking for every reason to not like this guy. I'm like, I don't like he said that. I don't like that he said that. I don't Aww. like that he said that. I was just so weird about it. So finally, we decided to go on this date, and I am just not interested. Where did he take you? Um, we actually went to Belcampo, 
Um, because I had been there with a girlfriend of mine, uh-huh. and this is back when I was still eating meat regularly. <gasps> it's a restaurant, and um, it's a restaurant. Um, and actually, they ha- they source their own meat from like their own farms, mm. and it's all humanely raised. And they're very specific about that, and they have like pictures of their farm and stuff like that. So I could do a mukbang there. Yeah, Sounds delicious. You could. You could. And the food's amazing. <laughs> nice. So you know that everything there was raised on their farms, and like it was all humanely raised and humanely killed. I guess. <laughs> Um, so you can kind of feel good about eating meat when you eat there. So he picked that on himself? On no, own? I picked it. He he let me choose the place and I picked it. Perfect. So we went there and um, we sit down and we, we have dinner and I was like, I kind of like this guy. Like Aww. this is not a terrible date. He's intelligent and we had a good conversation. We have a lot in common. Do you get the butterfly? I didn't, but I was like, I, I think I like this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So we... So I'm like, okay, I, I like this guy. I will go out with him again. I'm, I'm surprised, you know. I'm not, I honestly am generally not, I'm not super romantic. I'm not usually somebody who falls head over heels for someone yeah, immediately. And I if could, I do, it's usually more of an infatuation and it never lasts. I can see that. So um, we go on, <laughs> we go on our second date, right? And we go, I go to his place and he, um, he's, Makes pasta from scratch for dinner. Now, done. Not the sauce. Yeah, I mean he does make the sauce, but the fucking pasta. Done. Like raises the pasta in the oven and then puts it through a pasta machine, and this whole elaborate thing. And I'm thinking to myself the whole time, I'm like, who is this guy? That would have like, gotten bent over anal in the kitchen. See, opposite for me. Ah! I'm like, he's trying too hard. I don't like this. This makes me very uncomfortable. Why is he trying so hard? He probably does this with every fucking girl that he goes out with. Like, that's the way that I think, right? So I'm like, I don't know about this guy. I know. So bad. So then we start like making out, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to fuck this guy and see if I like it. Because that's just how I am. I always have sex on the first date. Yes. Because I want to see if it's worth it. Absolutely. And so I go to try to have sex with him and he won't let me. He won't let me. He says, "You know what? Honestly, he's like, I feel like you're 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 different. You're really special, and I and I want to wait and I want to make it special." And I'm like, Aww. I was like, "Wait, what? Oh, you so fucking like cute. it? Totally shocked me." And I, I real and I was like, "Okay, this is a challenge." And he, I tried. He wouldn't let me. He wouldn't Aww. let me fuck him. I was like, "What the he fuck?" He was such a lady. Yeah. A- about it. <laughs> You know, I love gentlemen. Gentlemen. Yeah, gentlemen. I'm like, gentlemen. I don't know. <laughs> Little lady. Gentlemen. So then, of course, like my next thought is, he's a micropenis. He's a micropenis and he doesn't want me to know. <laughs> we go out the next time, next night, we have sex because I'm not waiting a fucking third time. He does not have a micropenis. His penis is absolutely fine. It's great. Works wonderfully. No problem. Disclaimer. So... And then, like, kind of right away, he was like, "Hey, you know, you're you're kind of the girl for me. Oh. Like, I'm not. I'm clearing my dance card, so to speak, and I'm only interested in you." And I'm like, "What?" And I'm like, "This is weird. I don't like Aww. this. This is too fast. I'm uncomfortable with intimacy." Oh my! And so, oh, and he's Randall. like, "That's fine." He's like, "I'll wait. You know, whenever you're ready." Love and I'm it. like, "What is wrong with this guy?" <laughs> Does he watch people eat on YouTube? Yeah. And I'm what like, does he do? I'm like, weird. he's just like, he's got this whole thing figured out. I'm like, he's planned this out from day one. This is like this whole scam that he's running. <laughs> and he's not, he's not real. 
LA will do that to you. Yeah, because that's absolutely legit what happens most yeah. of the time. So anyways, um, yeah, and obviously he, he wore me down and I'm like crazy in love with him and he's the best thing that's ever happened to me and he is absolutely that person. Like none of that was any kind of facade. Right. Like he really is that thoughtful. He really is that like But you could smell you could smell bullshit from a mile away. I don't know, man. I've made some bad decisions in my life. I'm not so sure that I'm good at smelling bullshit. I mean, especially like you know, even like even going back to um, you know, how do I, how would you feel if a guy you know, like on set, you, you could smell like yeah. when something yeah, is yeah, just yeah. like off, like it's just like that a creep, woman intuition. That creep radar. Women, yeah. Right. So doing the yeah. pasta and all of that, you would have been like, mm, you probably wouldn't even be in it, you know, because if Parrot Guy kept you in oh, yeah. to watch a movie for three hours, yeah. Pasta Guy can at least keep you in, you know, pasta until guy. you finish it. At that point, it was that Pasta could be Guy. His, that could be his new nickname, Pasta Guy. Given by me. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think honestly for me, like I, so I had a really bad um, divorce and uh, I just was really jaded mm-hmm. and I just didn't believe in men and I just really kept everyone at a distance and just very much trying to protect my heart, you know? And the business too, I the, mean. Yeah, and also and all this city too. Really, this city like breeds a lot of fake people. We have a lot of things against us as yeah. women in successful they're in their thirties women yeah. in LA. Fuck. Yeah. You might as well be bald in like Chippendales in Vegas. Yeah. You're not gonna get any when there's all that over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like this is a it's a rough equation yeah. for all of us. Yeah. But we make it out. Yeah. I mean and And here we are. And it's it's crazy. It's like all my previous Pretty much all my previous relationships, like, you know, it would start off with some kind of infatuation and then it would kind of like die down after a while, you know, and I haven't really been in love that often. I'm, like I said, I'm pretty pick selective. Right. It's hard to get in here. And, um, and usually like at the beginning, it'll be like that infatuated love kind of thing. And then it'll just die. It'll just die. I get bored. And this is the only time I've been with someone where like it grows like every day. I like I'll wake up every morning and I'm like, I still love you. That's so weird. <laughs> like I'm surprised. I'm surprised that I still you guys love are him. Dorks. It's just so. It's I honestly I'm like, get off me. <laughs> I have never experienced this in my life before. I've never been so content. It's never felt. And I remember in the past, my girlfriends would always tell me they're like, you know, when it's when it's right, you'll know, you'll know. I'm like, what does that mean? Yep. Like because I never felt that way. Right. And I always tried to make it right because I thought that I. I should be married by now. I should have this by now. I should have kids by now. You know, like I see, you see what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And I honestly thought there was something wrong with me. I'm like, I'm just not maybe capable of, of being in love with someone. Like maybe this just isn't my thing, mm-hmm. you know? And um, yeah. He well, cheers to that, Miss yeah. Holly Jolly Christmas. <laughs> Which I need to take a sip. I'm parched. Um, okay, so anyways, so enough about me. I love it. No, I, I I love hearing stories about that. Again, with Tinder and all that. Yeah. To have a successful thing happen. I used to do Tinder under my friend friend's picture. Mm-hmm. So my friend would put her picture up, but it would be me answering. Mm-hmm. And it, they would really be with me. But if she wouldn't show her whole thing, it would just be like 
a third of her face. Well, I mean, that's a thing, like, especially as, you know, like a porn star who's recognized, it's got to be so hard for you because you can't really, I think I remember Tasha Rain was talking about this, like she was on Tinder and I'm like, how girl? How do you not just get those creepy fanboys that are just like... Well, that's why I tell my Russian, you're lucky. Yeah. It happened the way it did because honestly, meeting the way we did on set was the only organic way for me. Yeah. Other than that. And it was like, I'd go on, I'd go on Tinder and then I'd do whatever and I'd have like honest conversations Mm -hmm. via text and I had my Blackberry. Mm -hmm. So I had my iPhone for everything and then my Blackberry just for men. Like Mm. just for like... That's baller. You had like your own dude phone. That's amazing. It's tucked away because you never know. I love that. Um, so, uh, by the way, hashtag Blackberry, please come back. <laughs> and um, You know, things are getting rough in the house, in whew. the uh, Bridget B. household when the Blackberry comes out. When the red light starts to tinkle. Some people have a twinkle. black book, you have a Blackberry. Right, with the times. And um, But I couldn't um, really see the pictures well on there, so mm-hmm. we just forwarded the messages. I'd have like 20, 25 conversations at once. And it was all of them bringing all wanted the same date, but they thought they were talking to my my personality was still there. Mm-hmm. I'd be super honest about everything about sex, everything. It's just the picture wasn't there, right? So then when it'd be like, okay, so date you know date number one, my girlfriend was like, are you gonna show them the picture? And I'm like, well, the picture on Tinder isn't really anything. It's just they dying to know the rest. But I'm like. I won't give you, I just want, if I'm talking to you at noon on Monday, I want to see you at six o'clock on Monday. Mm -hmm. Like none of this, you know, two, three weeks on Tinder. It's like Mm -hmm. boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Get out of the way. So it always worked out because I'm like, I'm going to Runyon or Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. Come and join. Is that how, because you went on a date with my boyfriend's best friend. And then I remember remember you mentioning that. So funny. I'd always wanted to include the dates with what I was doing in my life. Because I didn't want to waste an hour on makeup. Yeah. Another meal to have to throw it up later again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't. And I'm a raging alcoholic. (laughs) So I couldn't do it. You look really good for being a raging alcoholic. I am with the one Russian that doesn't drink. Isn't it? Wait, okay. I've heard that it's actually rude in Russia to refuse vodka. That's what I said. Because it's like a... His grandma it's and like I a cultural went, thing. If they offer you like a shot yes. of vodka, it's like you. Babushka take it. and I went deep, right? Babushka so and is I, that is that true? Well, the only way I noticed was where we were, and everyone drank with me except him. So he doesn't drink at all. Nothing. My ex before him, like three, four, uh, four years with the other one, um, nothing sober, like as a day is long. I'm like, how? just didn't like alcohol. Just didn't like alcohol. Super like healthy wise. This one just- I'm sober because I like alcohol too much. I don't understand if people don't like alcohol. How is it's it the best humanly possible? It's the fucking best. The best dates are the ones where I get wasted. Yeah. Like I'm a real fun drunk. Yeah, really fun. And um, you're fun sober. I can only imagine. It's like on like on another level. It's so good. <laughs> and um, so these dates are be like uh, you know always the same restaurant because the waiters always knew that I was coming in. <laughs> I've done done the same thing. There was a sushi restaurant that I used to take all my dates to, always. And I knew the manager really well, and he would always bring this elaborate dessert dish afterwards that had um, 
like they would spell like the guy's name out in chocolate, like welcome to Hum- it was Hamasaku. Yeah. Welcome to Hamasaku Nate or whatever it was. And I remember that like once they got the oh, guy's no. name wrong. Oh no, I knew and it. And I was like, that was a guy from last week. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Men don't know that we've got moves. Yeah. Much bigger than they would ever guess. Well, we generally have more options. On the DL. Yeah. But then when I wouldn't show them the picture of who I was and then I'd come in, my thing was, do they recognize me? Yeah. Because I'm not coming in tits out, ass out. Yeah. You know, I try and keep it ladylike. But if we're going to run in or something, a sports bra, I'll pour it on a t-shirt or something. I'm like, I'm not trying to yeah. be all out there either, you know, as normal as possible. So then it'd be like, I'll see you at the restaurant at 7 p.m. or see your Runyon at 5. And then, you know, walks on up and it's like, hey, uh, Bridget. It's like, no, nah. the girl in the picture had brown hair. But Bridget, you look familiar. And I'm like, Phew. and my, my attitude would go from like, to. <sighs> so they recognized you. It was an instant no. It wasn't, not an instant no. It was more like, now I have to work harder. Yeah, because now you have to like live up to this person that they think that you are. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's why I love my job because it gives me the angle, the, 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 not the moment, the opportunity. Opportunity to some things that I wouldn't possibly do at home for whatever reason. Yeah. I can, you know, lash out in my, Dramatics, you know, and all Dude, that, yeah. <laughs> which You're, we have oh, fun with. Oh, my favorite! So one of my one of the reasons that one of the many reasons that I love working with Bridget is that nobody pulls like the dramatic Latina <laughs> like like Bridget does. It's fucking amazing. Like <laughs> down. Remember when we did the magician shoot? The Bridget the Great, and you did like that hand thing. You with the damn penis around a fake one. Oh my god, the fake, the fake dildo magic trick. Oh, it was such a good scene. This is there so- a way to see that? It's on with, Twisties. Uh, a bit magical. I I know. Honestly, I don't know if I can download videos from there. I don't think your I Snapchat can. that day was. Enough. So good. Yeah. So good. That was, was a good so one. Funny. So yeah, that's why, you know, so I don't need it. Like, I don't need someone to like try and be like, you know, Marcus Dupree with me or something mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so that's why everything just like kind of organically worked out in my favor to meeting someone the way I did because I'm like, it ain't happening on Tinder. Yeah. It sure as fuck not happening at Ralph's. <laughs> I tried. At Runyon Canyon. Not happening. Runyon, I'd go up in there with my dog. I'd be like, okay, cupcake. You know what to do. Let her loose. She just wiggle her little ass, and she just go up like being all coquette. And then all of a sudden, she'd stop. Mm-hmm. Not even kidding. Woman knew what to do. She would stop. And I'm like, oh, so I'm looking around. Oh, hottie, coming down the runyon. That's amazing. She stopped. Because she was tired, but it was a good moment mm-hmm. for me to stop and be like, oh, this cupcake went a little sip of water. So I'd bend over, give my dog water, and be in his way. Mm-hmm. The man who's trying to exercise, <laughs> the man who might just kind of die going over me. <laughs> no shame. And then uh, and then be like, uh, I'd have my BlackBerry phone, and then I had to explain why I had my iPhone. It was just a mess. I just My game was just all over the place. So it just worked out to yeah. where I'm like, go on set, jerked off to me five years ago, here we are. We didn't even say hello, and we were already like, 
in it, done deal. Why do you think it works between you guys? Like, what do you like about him that you think makes, like, is he very, because I, I noticed that a lot of times opposites attract. So is he very different from you in a lot of ways? Very. Is he very, like, quiet and kind of reserved or? He's, um, I think he's absolutely maniacal. Mani- maniacal? He sounds very much like you, just very, like, twinkle light stuff. What He would want things to be in his order. Mm-hmm. And I'm clean and all of that, and I'm good, but I still, I'm a little bit more lax. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the not drinking, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That Gotta have a yin to that yang. Yeah. Can't have two ragings. Yeah. Um, he's, always de- he's always a designated driver. Yeah. 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 But he's also younger. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see the world in in his eyes and mine's a little younger too. It, it works. Yeah, it works with that. Now my mom, she met my my dad was nineteen when he had me, and she was thirty three. Mm-hmm. So I've always been that's a pretty big fucking difference. Mom's a baller on that one. <laughs> um, so growing up, I've always I've never had an issue with age. It's mm-hmm. always just been it is what it is. Whoever it is, whatever. How many years are between you guys? Um, I turned 34, so five years. Okay, yeah, there's only like two and a half years between me and BHD, I think. <laughs> I love this. I had to count. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, so it's fun to like, you know, see it through that, but I pity what's going on now. I'm so glad social media didn't exist when I was like to this capacity. Oh, God. The girls that are now in LA, and they're 21 with hope and, and, and faith coming out of an opportunity in their eyes, just gleaming. Those stupid girls. Those stupid <laughs> sluts. <laughs> Fucking stupid sluts. Full of hope Full and of unbroken hope dreams. And dreams are going through all this shit now with Tinder and Bumble that, that's even worse. Yeah. Well, not only that, in all of the apps that they now have, Cherie DeVille actually was showing me a bunch, which of course now I totally use, but <laughs> these apps that like absolutely like make you look like you do not look that way. Like they have the airbrush app. Right. So, okay, first of all, smoothing your skin. Yeah, whatever. That's no big yeah, deal. That's right, been around right. for a while. Now you can make your face thinner. Yeah. You can make your lips bigger, your eyes bigger, like your eyes further apart. You can, there's an app that will put makeup on you automatically. Whole new person. You can like lipo yourself like right i mean you're not gonna just you don't look like yourself right so like you know and obviously people are usually doing selfies and then those are what's going on tinder so i don't know how girls excuse me i don't know how girls get away with that in the business doing all what they do to their instagram post and all of that and their um because i'm I'll, I'll see some pictures i'm like beautiful girl but what you look like when I worked with you on Monday. Yeah, yeah. And then, but I'm like, but fans will see how we're shooting now and what is it, 8D? 8K. But same shit. Uh, give me the 80s back. <laughs> I can't with this. Like, this is why I say old school. I'm like... You're like a 90s girl, right? And we've I will, ta- we've yeah. talked about that. And whenever we shoot together, you always put on like 90s music. 90s music. Um, I, I want my lips overlined. Yes. Pamela Anderson. I, I'm all about it. Well, you're like natural right now, though. I mean, I still got my eyelashes. You have your lashes, yes. I'm going to Pilates after this, so I had to keep it somewhat. <laughs> but this is about as natural as it will go. Yeah. So so with all this, like, NHC fans seeing this, I'm like, okay, so fans, if you're seeing this and then you're going to ABN and you're getting signed by the same girls, like, don't you see that it is not the same person? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have that clear skin, which is fine. But then it's like, how do you expect someone to treat you a certain way, a.k.a. 
you know, the dating apps and all that. Mm-hmm. You can't expect a guy to be pissed. And you can't be mad at a guy for saying, oh, I'm not going to have sex with you, which he will, mm-hmm. regardless of what you look like. Yeah. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> he will fuck no matter what. Yeah. My brother is single and he's gone on a couple of like Bumble dates and he's been disappointed with like the way that they showed up versus. Have like, you hooked him up with anyone in the business? No. No, no. No, 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 no. Has he asked? <laughs> no. My brother is very, um, he's not the kind of, you know, he's, 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 he's shy. Yeah. Sorry. Um, He's kind of shy. He's a little bit reserved. He has like no game. Yeah. Which is funny because he's a really good looking dude. Um, I was going to say. He's a a marathon runner. Yeah, yeah. Um, He actually just ran 50 miles uh, Saturday and he came in third place. 50 miles. I know. Let me Google that into kilometers. It's a lot. Okay. (laughs) Fucking lot. Um. Yeah, he's just not. He's actually had some dalliances with a couple of like uh, softcore models, like way back in the day. Yeah, but um, he's just not like. Because no. another thing is like, and then you show up for the date, and then it's like you're walking um, stripper stripper gram or something. Like, so if there's you, how many of you are behind you? Yeah, I'm like I'm not. I'm not a walking bachelorette party. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, oh, so what are you doing tonight? Oh, you know, hanging out with the girls. Oh. The girls, what girls? I know, right? It's it's funny if I'll post something like, "Oh, I'm going out tonight with you know." If it's a bunch of porn stars, and they're like, "Oh, sexy," I'm like, "Yeah, we're all gonna like have sex in the car on the way there." Like, we're not. So not. No, I mean to be fair, some girls do do that, but I'm I'm just not. I'm not into chicks. Those are the same ones with hopes and And dreams. dreams. Those stupid girls. Stupid sluts. Stupid girls. Hopes and dreams. Life will teach you better. (laughs) Life will bring you down. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> so, how did you get into the industry? Because you, okay, so we haven't talked about your background at all. We've literally, I feel, talked about like my da- my dating. I feel like this, you're interviewing me. That's what I feel like this podcast has been like. Okay, so you are from Barcelona, mm-hmm. right? Okay, do you know why when you sp- the Castilian version of Spanish, why there is like a lisp in there? Oh, but, but that's all it's going stemming from kings and from the 1800s. But my father's German. Mm-hmm. And a lot to explain is like um, my born in Barcelona, uh, born and raised. And then I went to an all girl Catholic school in Madrid. So I that's where I learned English. Mm-hmm. My entire upbringing has been American based. Mm-hmm. And it's like where the, the, the rich kids would go. Well, mm-hmm. I wasn't one of them. So during the weekends, I would learn um, through the Golden Girls, um, Beverly Hills 90210, and Saved by the Bell mm-hmm. were our three programs. And that's where I got a lot of my American dreams from. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I want that wicker from Miami because of the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this stuff that like I learned. Um, and then I noticed that people would speak Spanish on these channels, um, like if they had like the Latin token Latin friend, mm-hmm. which in Beverly Hills I know too. I know they only had one, of course. And uh, AC Slater, and AC Slater's like parents would speak somewhat Spanish, and I'm like, oh, they don't speak like me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then I I learned you know that Hispanic and Latin and all that the differences mm-hmm. through that. Um, but now it doesn't go away. So um, I took, uh, I minored in theater when I was in university, which I think explains so much of the dramatics. You're dramatic. No one does drama like you. <laughs> I mean, not even, just the, 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 the love for it. Yeah. And um, so I'm 
entonces hablaba el español con ellos. Y yo dije, bueno, el acento de uno como que es un poco diferente al acento de, de vos. ¿De dónde eres? Oh, soy de Guatemala. Vale, muy bien. Bueno, no hablas como uno, pero te entiendo igual, pero no, no te entendemos todos uno al otro. Que... So, we'd have this conversation with different dialects, different slang. Yeah. I'd be like... Eh, One, the best one was always, and will always be, I think Tony Rebus, if uh, Tony uh, and I have laughed about it, it's like, tío, como estás? Oh, tía, como te vas? To us, it's uh, a good-looking guy. Mm -hmm. In Latin America, and would be in, like, say, Colombia or Venezuela, they'll be like, that's your uncle. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, because from what I learned, tío right. was uncle. Right, so these little slangs like that yeah. was very interesting when I moved to Ohio. It's well, it's funny, too, because you have the same thing with English. So my parents are British. Right. So there are certain words that, like, so fanny um, here in America right. means, like, your butt, but that means your vagina in England. Right. So there's, like, funny, and then obviously, like, the fag thing, yes. right? So in England, like, a fag means a cigarette. Right. But in here, it's a derogatory term for, a home um, for a homosexual, right? And my mother loves to always <laughs> yes. bum cigarettes from people, so she'll always go to people. She'll be like, "Darling, can I bum a fag?" <laughs> and they'll just look at her like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "She means a cigarette." It's so true. <laughs> It's so true. And um, so you know, and going back to like going on my dates and stuff, like trying to date um, a man of same culture background. Mm -hmm. Not so much maybe from Spain, but maybe, you know, just something Latin or something. A, same thing. We'd have conversations and it was just like, oh, some things I didn't understand. And my accent was a little off sometimes. Um, and I always tried to pretend like if I went to a, like a Latin restaurant or something, especially in Miami, like a, a good mm -hmm. Cuban, which is my favorite. Um, I'd speak in Spanish and then they'd be like... They like not so much like a sideshow, but more like oh, keep talking because of the accent. Because yeah. to them it was also like oh, yeah, you different, know, different. Um, so in Ohio, I kind of uh, going through the uh, theater. I did voice and knocked it out. Mm. I sounded like this girl in Sofia Vergara. Mm -hmm. Mon that was me. You probably never would have guessed, Ho or hopefully you don't. When I speak English, because I worked really hard. Your English sounds, I mean, you have a full American accent. Because like, you don't sound like you have any kind of accent. And that took a lot of. So you're saying that you ha you sounded like Sophia before you yes. did all this voice lessons. Okay, got it. And, um, even not so much her accent, like a rebus. Mm -hmm. That that was. <laughs> I love, but I love Tony's accent. So I mean, it's hard to understand him, but I love it. When Ramon himself went iron a room together. Oh my god, that's amazing. Too much, way too much. Um, love those boys. So um, but so when I was um, so when doing the theater, um, I always knew I was going to be in front of camera. Mm -hmm. Um, somehow, uh, it's some, it just uh, will never be behind a desk. It's just not for me. Someone has to do it. It's just not for me. Yeah. And I always love to entertain. And then, um, when I moved to LA, I was like, well, let me try this corporate thing out. Yeah. I'm like, got to got my master's from Ohio State. Um, might as well use it. Mm -hmm. And then. Where'd you get your master's in? Oh my God. International marketing, which if huh. any kids are listening and this is a PSA announcement. Pick a major that actually fucking does something. <laughs> I majored in Kent State in fashion merchandising, and then I went to Ohio State with international marketing, and with not even a concentration in anything. Yeah, I'm like I should have done computer system analyst. Yeah, 
doctor. Well, you know, most people don't end up actually pursuing a career in whatever they majored in. I mean, I was an English major. I graduated with a degree in world literature, which I don't But that's use. like a liberal, not liberal. Would you consider like a liberal arts? Yeah. I guess. It's so artsy. I can kind of like bullshit in, with words. It's artsy. Stuff. Yeah. That was kind of like the great thing that I loved about English is that you could read something and then you would analyze it and you would, you know, write an essay on what you thought that piece meant. And right. as long as you had some kind of logical argument, you could pull, because it's all about like how you see it and what you interpret, you could pull all kinds of bullshit. Right. You know what I mean? It's almost like a degree in just bullshitting. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> so it's like, it was like, how did this happen? And so then I came here, and it was just getting fired left and right. Um, Why would you get fired? A lot of it was um, I was a lot of it started as like executive assistant mm-hmm. or an assistant, and I always have been sexual, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But I've never been disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Big difference. Yeah. Um, but I'd come in with like you know a nice little tight something with like my blazer. I thinking cute. I don't know. Um, three out of the like the five wives came in and they're like, fire her or divorce. Like which one's cheaper? Yeah. Assuming I was like Lewinskying it. Yeah. Which far from it. Well, you are like a very. I mean, even just your presence and your look is very sexual. So I can see why women would be threatened by that. My well, my mother's to blame for that, and I'll tell you why. She's, <laughs> it's in her. It's just in her. I love my mother. Um. And then my last job, I used my vibrator. I was sitting like this, and there was a camera right behind me, like in those black circle balls. Yeah. It was hidden behind a plant, which I don't know if that was legal. But anyway, I digress. Um, I was using my vibrator. I was like just sitting there, and I was like, you know, bored. And then I opened up my drawer, and I saw something. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, there's no one here. Went, went to town. I took it out, and I just sat there. And I'm like, oh, that feels good. Okay. I guess that's that. Put it back away and crossed my legs and came back here. Went back to work. Wasn't annoying anybody. Nobody would have known anything. Well, good old big brother behind me did. (laughs) And I tried so hard with this job. I really did. Oh, my God. You got fired for masturbating at work at your desk during work hours. But it wasn't even, like, gross. It was, like, legit, like... But like you couldn't have seen if you didn't know, you know what I mean? And no, it's not that. It's just like who the fuck does that? Like who does that? Like right. you know what I mean? Obviously, you were in the wrong line of work. Right. It's just like that's a that's a porn scene right there. I mean, that is straight we, out of a porn movie. Like you were we absolutely destined for the job. And that to, is amazing. To me, it was more of like killing time naturally. <laughs> I mean, and then um, oh, about so good. So good. two weeks later, she calls me in for the old, uh, well, that was nice. That was fun. Your 90-day probation period came to an end. Uh, she gave me my last check, and she was like, you know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> She's like, you're great at what you do. You really, my work ethic is the same as, as now. First one in, mm-hmm. you know, I always held to those same standards. And then she's like, but you need to figure this out. And I'm like, well, what do I do? She's like, go to Vegas. You know, my niece is there. You know, let some steam loose. You know, do whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to spend my last paycheck in Vegas. She's like, I think you should. So I flew to Vegas, Southwest Burbank for the first time ever with my last paycheck. Not only did I get fired, but now I'm going to Vegas where I've never been. 
I get into the flight and the little girl with blonde hair, oh my God, she was in a scandal with Charlie Sheen. There's so many of those. I don't know which one you're talking about. Casey Jordan? Thank you. Okay. Casey Jordan was to my left and her friend to my right with curly red hair or whatever. And I just sat in between them. And uh, these girls were just like giving money like this, tipping the waitress, which you don't tip the stewardess. Yeah, I've never heard they of were that. Tr- they, were, they were just trying to tip her so much. And I see, and I, I couldn't even wipe my ass. I had no paper towels at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this like little 12-year-old doing with all this money? And um, sweet girls, and they were like talking to me about the business. And I'm like, oh, you guys are porn stars? I used to be a stripper in college. But when things are meant to be, everything just like destined, all the, all the lines, all the stars align. The universe aligned. just aligned for you, yeah, yeah. And then we landed, and she's like, yeah, there's this, um, it's called Vivid, you know, if you're ever interested. And I'm like, oh, look it up. You're like, I just got fired for masturbating at work. I feel like I'm going to try this route. Yeah, I- but it was like, how do you start? Yeah. You know, and then uh, when I landed, the niece um, turned out to work at the um, Michelli's, the restaurant on the corner of Vivid, the, oh, okay. the Italian restaurant. Okay. Um, she's like, do, if you need a job, I used to work here. Um, she's like, it's right next to this building. It's called Vivid. And I'm like, oh, well, the girl in the, that's weird because the girl in the, um, uh, airplane just told me about Vivid. How is it that mm, you know four or five years I'm in LA, I never hear about Vivid yet. The same day, same night, the same name of the company twice. And then she's like, "Yeah, porn stars. That's like a porn thing." And she's like, "Are you interested?" And I'm like, "I I was a stripper." Then we started watching things during the weekend. Fast forward to Monday, I went in. I I had a little red Mustang and I drove past it and I was just like, all in lights. And then I saw the Italian restaurant. I'm like, either I'm going to walk into the Italian restaurant or am I going to walk into the Vivid building? And then I called my mom and I was like, this is why I got fired. And I'm, I'm in front of this building and it's called Vivid and I don't know what to do. And she's like... You're literally like at the crossroads of your life. That's amazing. Life-changing. Yeah. And I was in the in and out across the street. And exactly what you're talking about. And I couldn't afford a hamburger. I couldn't even get a food. And I'm like, how does someone with a master's, how does this happen in, a, in the United States? This is not what I came to the USA for. educational system's broken. It happens to people Fucking all the time. Fucking A. Yeah. And, then, and then my mom said the thing that changed my life. She was just like, it's not a matter that you have a master's. Fuck college. She's like, you need to be street smart. So you get out there and do what you got to do. Don't worry about mom and dad. We love you no matter what. And I'm um, like, so are you sure about this? And she's like, do you Google it? And this is all in Spanish. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I Googled it all weekend. I've been watching porn all weekend. <laughs> you, were doing, you were doing your research. You weren't watching porn. You were doing your research. It's a difference. <laughs> and then she's like, and uh, so again, this is a matter of 72 hours. And then um, walked in. Uh, I gave it uh, 20 minutes or so. Parked my car, walked in, and I went into the uh, LA Direct um, offices because that was the... Uh, they were in the same. Attached. They were in the Vivid Building. Yes. Um, I sent him an email during the time I was in In and Out, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Well, if he hits me up, great." I'm expecting a month later. Within 20 minutes, I got hit up. Uh, where are you? Would you like to come into my office? <laughs> I can't imagine who that is. And I was like, "Gladly, why not?" I'm across the street and got tested and everything. And within Friday, I had my first scene. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you walk into the Vivid Building, you sign with LA Direct Scared Models. Scared shitless. Scared shitless. And what was your first scene? The Vivid's um, my first scene. <laughs> with well, there you go. Marco Banderas. Oh, Marco Banderas, the... And the smile. Every single position. He's always got this very dramatic expression on his face. And that's his name is. He comes from, um, he was born in Colombia, if I'm not mistaken, or raised, but mm-hmm. we, he has attachments to Spain. So it was just nice to have my first scene. My, uh, And he's a good guy, too. Good performer, nice guy. Biggest gentleman. Yeah, he's and a good dude. I will... Um, Long story short, to any to just to clarify, if my first scene would have been shit, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have continued. Yeah, my first scene from the moment I walked into the building, even into Vivid, it was always treated with such respect. Yeah, well, you went. I mean, you're lucky. You started off with one of the biggest mainstream companies. You weren't like going in and doing like facial abuse or some like really raunchy like. Does this look like the face that would gonzo. do facial abuse? Like her first scene. <laughs> some you know you girls get tri- if you get hooked up with the wrong agent, girls get tricked into doing all kinds of shit that they right. shouldn't be doing. Right, and then they get a complete the completely wrong impression of what the porn industry could be. I mean, it's it's incredible listening to girls' stories because. Everybody has such a different experience just depending on like how they got in. Right. Because, you know, there's people like you who can have a really good experience coming in, get start with the right agent, do their first scene with the right people for the right company, and you know, and then move on and, and really enjoy their job and, and feel that they're really at home. And then some girls get hooked up with the wrong agent and they do the wrong scene and they do something that they don't want to do. Right. And they feel pressured to do it and they have a completely different experience. So it's um It's like dating. Yeah, it's like Tinder. It's like Tinder. <laughs> that first one goes wrong, yeah. the next one's like gonna happen. Yeah. And my makeup artist was that guy, uh, uh, R.I.P. But he he had like that black beard. Lee Garland. He did my makeup. Yeah, he used to do makeup for us all the time. He was our main makeup artist. So he did my makeup and shy. You were lucky because he was one of the best. It was just you had, dude. You had like everything going for you on that first scene. That's incredible. And Marco was just like. Speaking to me in Spanish, so I yeah. felt comfortable. Wa- comfortable, yeah. Uh, and then Shy was directing, and um, Shy it, Love, uh, Shylar. Oh, okay. And then, um, if I'm not mistaken, yes. And then, um, so it was a, just the three of us, three of them, and then me and the camera. And then it was just they just walked me through everything. Yeah, Madko was just like boom, 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 boom. You know, flip me here, flip me there. And then, and then I got my check. And then, you know, I got a check. And then, um, just, just for like for that, like twenty five percent of it. And then I was just like, ugh. they even thought ahead, like, yeah, this is it's uh, my first scene was a certain exorbitant rate from what would be afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I already knew that, but they even thought of me. They were even so thoughtful, like, even though it's payroll, here's something for now because for now, they knew they didn't, you didn't have anything to get out. Yeah, and fucking. Build my 401k plan from there, and the rest is history. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, and then uh, obsessed with you know the the group that we were with and all that stuff. Everyone's been so awesome. Wow, that's great. Yeah. I wish every girl could have a story like yours because don't get me wrong. Yeah, oh, you've had bad scenes. We've all had that. We've all right, yeah. but it's what you do with those bad scenes. Yeah. 
that either that make the rest of the career and yeah, you treat it as a learning experience, right? But if that's your first experience, it's it can be hard to get past that for a lot of girls. And that was like between that, between what was said on the plane, between getting fired, between going back to Ohio. I'm like, well, I'm not going back to Ohio. What am I yeah. going to do? Like raise chickens? <laughs> like what am I going to do? And then going into you know, I'm not going to go back home either. So we make it work. Yeah, and luckily I did. <laughs> no, what? Okay, so speaking of bad scenes, do you have any like really good scene, really good or bad stories about like a terrible scene that you had, or a bad experience, or a funny experience? Like, because sometimes it's interesting to hear like both sides. I mean, we've all had like bad days. Oh yeah. So are there any that like kind of stick out in your head? Um, the funniest to me was when I didn't realize what queefing was. <laughs> Queef, queef, queef. Yeah, queef. queef. No, that's right. That's correct. Um, and it was it was somewhere around my first time on set, around like my first couple of months. And I just remember I was on the leather couch, and it was not only me internally, but it was also the sound of the sweat on the couch. Mm-hmm. And it was radio silence on set. Mm-hmm. And I forgot who I was with. All I remember is I wanted the earth to swallow me whole because I'm like, I just made a noise. I didn't fart. I swear. <laughs> and uh, then they're like, "No, that's called queef." You know what that is, right? I'm like, oh, "No, I don't." And I'm like, "Someone help me get me out of here!" <laughs> and I was in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. I wouldn't come out. I was so I was so embarrassed. Aww. I was so and I googled it <laughs> to make sure it happens naturally. I'm like, "What is this?" And then it just always happens in the doggy style. And then I used it. To on then when I was I'm like okay let's go so I went back in and this was like one of the moments that set me uh, I think apart with everything because I took that and I was like I just said something that's where the dirty came in I was like um you uh you know make me uh, oh my god baby you just made me come so much I'm fucking so what uh when he me queef again you want like I said and so I just- used it in the scene. And then I remember whoever was directing goes, and you are exactly what we like. <laughs> and it was just so organic. I didn't know I had it in me. Yeah. I, and then that's how I'll... You just roll with the punches. Yeah. You just go with it. I was either going to be mortified and go home or keep yeah. going. Yeah. I mean, I generally, when that happens, I will stop them and I will like, we'll kind of reverse a little bit and we'll cut it out. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, let the air out. And then we'll, yeah. 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 I, 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 I think as a woman, because like, I know how like kind of mortifying it can be. <laughs> I, I actually cut it out because I'm like, ugh, because obviously it's happened to me. I mean, it was just like when you're doggy style and they're taking the dick out and yes. then putting it back in and then taking it out. I mean, they're literally pushing pockets of air right. into your vagina. Like, of course you're gonna fucking queef like what do you expect like it just happens you know what I mean it's more mortifying when it happens at home yeah I'm I, I'm more and you have like two performers <laughs> <laughs> what is your sex life like at home because it's a you're million with a dollar question yeah I because we don't perform together we don't shoot together do you choose you choose not to shoot together we chose um, tomorrow's our first our two year anniversary mm-hmm. you better be doing something um, I, our last scene was December 4th, uh, uh-huh. two years ago uh-huh. for TDF, I remember. And um, we, it was a three-way with August Ames. No one on set knew anything. They didn't know you were together. We didn't know, they didn't know when you were together. And no one even knew we were getting married the next day. 
The next day? Next day. Oh, my God. Now, uh, people knew we were engaged, but either you knew you knew what you knew, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And um, so then we did the scene, and then we go home, and then and then we had our, uh, we pretty much had a little wedding, and um, so, so cute, and so, so sweet. And I cried and everything, and then we get home, we get in the car and, uh, the next day, and literally 24 hours after our last scene, and, and we were like, we don't want to do that again, do we? I'm like, No. I'm good. You good? I'm good. Because we, we don't want like our kids, future kids or whatever, sperm, whatever, <laughs> to see mommy and daddy in a weird light. And his style and my style are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that we don't do each other's style, but he's he's what he is and I am what I am. You don't want, the last thing as a couple is to have to call out bullshit on set. Because mm-hmm. he'll look at me like, you don't, you don't say that at home. What, yeah. What are you doing? And then yeah. his dick go down limp or something. Yeah. Because he he won't have that. Yeah. And for me, it'd be like there's certain things I won't take. I won't. I don't like, and I say no to. Um, if, if, depending on the moment, but his kind of roughness, uh-huh. he his hundred percent will come out not knowing the girl. Yeah. You know, having that sort of rapport of you know respect and all that, but also knowing you're she's not going to make chicken and broccoli for you and mushroom when you come home. Right. Like. Fuck, bitch, 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 too. Oh, my mommy, can you make me dinner? Yeah. The dichotomy is just off. Yeah. And I would never want his, him to give, I would never want my husband to not give 100%, because mm-hmm. he's like me. We come in, we're, we're going to give it to you, because mm-hmm. the fans deserve it. And um, so we so we keep, we made a conscious effort, so we haven't shot anything. We did like one, like, uh, BJ scene. Mm-hmm. And it, and the fans were like going nuts over because they hadn't seen us, and then um, but there wasn't anything else, no penetration, no nothing. It was just BJ, and we we killed it, obviously. So how is it at home? Super romantic, mm. Com- completely opposite. And, Interesting. And um, I feel like that's probably pretty healthy because then it really just shows that work is a performance, right? And with sex, desire, right. And sex with your husband is, is intimacy. And there's a difference. And I think that, that a lot of people have a hard time differentiating between the two, between intimacy and performance. And I think that that's why a lot of girls have a hard time dating guys who aren't in the business. Because, you know, people will say all the time, like, how can you date that girl? She's off there, like, fucking all of these dudes. It's like, yeah, but she's not being intimate with them. She's doing a performance with them. Right. And there's a big difference, but if people, especially people who don't work in the industry, which totally makes sense, have a hard time understanding that there is a separation there. I'm getting more into like mainstream. I'm like I'm lo- like going into acting classes and everything. I'm and you know I mean I'm not going anywhere. Don't get like I I'm gonna I do it all mm-hmm. and um, you know you just expand your brand or yeah. what have you. But I realize like I love the dialogue and all that, so I'm like just expanding on that more somewhere else, right? On in another on another venue, and I've noticed that. It's harder, like, friends. If I was Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt, obviously Jennifer Aniston was dating Brad Pitt, super gorgeous guy and all that stuff, but you can't tell me that Brad, as gorgeous as he was and secure as probably he is, had a great time knowing his wife was going every single day, dating Ross, having an intimate 10, 12-hour, like, sessions, like, you know, readings and Mm -hmm. what have you and shoots with... Pretty much her husband of like mm-hmm. what sixty or seven years at that point or whatever it was the intimacy on a mainstream level with these like movies and all that where a couple are always at it like always doing their scenes together and that's who they're shooting with the wife at home is 
always hearing or nervous Angelina Jolie, you know, that situation. Like, always nervous at home being like, oh, is he cheating on me? Because you're having a relationship on set with your on-set wife. So acting in every mainstream and all that is always something that comes up. Like, so, you know, Brad Pitt, how do you feel that Jennifer Aniston is always on set with Ross and the kissing and the the intimacy that yeah. that leads to, which is what I have at home. Yeah, I hear what you're saying because there's there's a lot more time spent together because generally when you're shooting a sex scene, you go in, you're in makeup, the guy comes in, you it's fuck. Clocked. Yeah, you fuck for 40 minutes and you go home and you don't see him anymore. Whereas opposed to when you're shooting a movie or especially a show, especially a TV show that spans many seasons, right? you spend so much time so with that person. Time. Like long, long days. Especially if you're shooting a movie that's maybe abroad, you know, in New Zealand or something like that. Yeah. Now you're in another country with someone and you have to really evoke this emotion on screen to make it seem like you're in love with each other. And I mean, I'm not an actress, so I've never experienced this, but I could, I see what you're saying. I could see how that could be even more, create more intimacy and more problems in relationships than just straight up having like gonzo sex with somebody. Weird. Absolutely. And there is nothing different. And I am so proud of our industry because with everything going on now with the wine scene and all of that, mm-hmm. I'm like, where do you think the casting couch? came from. Yeah. We didn't make that shit up out of yeah. thin air. That shit's been happening since the Charlie Chaplin times and, you know, yeah. black and white movies, like, you know, all that stuff. So so going back to all of this, it's so interesting when people are like, how do you not have sex with your husband on screen, but you, you because it's performance. Mm-hmm. We're not going to give our best. So I won't do it. And, yeah. and we're totally fine um, with that decision and it's worked perfectly for two years and it will continue to do so. Yeah. Um, and now, as I, again, as I'm popping more into like with the mainstream and all that, it's like I, you know, these acting classes. I'm doing, you know, full blown makeout scenes and monologues from what have you, and I am with someone I don't know, and we have to go outside and do our cold reading, come back in and audition to whatever it is, playing my boyfriend, and we're kissing, and we're now we spent like four hours together, and I'm gonna go home too. You're going to go home too? Great. Now, how is this any different from what I do for work? Yeah. And I'm, and again, I'm just so proud because the gentlemen that we have and, you know, with uh, people like you and also behind the scenes, like us girls are really well taken care of. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, you do your job, babe. I'll do mine and I'll see you at home and I'll make you chicken and mushroom and broccoli. (laughs) 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 Gotta keep them satisfied in the tummy. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's something to be said about how. It's funny because the sex industry is about sex that there's this this honesty and this transparency in our industry that almost doesn't allow for the hidings of the Harvey Weinsteins and stuff like that. Now, that being said, of course, there's all that controversy about Ron Jeremy. But what's interesting about that is that you notice that actually most of that has to do with him and people at like public events as opposed to like actual like what happens on set during a scene. Like that's not most of the accusations, which has been kind of interesting. Right. And I think also too, because it's a small industry and everybody talks, um, you know, people who are abusive in their power, um, 
tend to get called out. And and it's definitely there's been a lot of directors that have floated by with, you know, whisperings of them treating girls certain ways. I don't know because I'm never on anybody else's set but my own. Right. So I don't I only know what I hear from other girls, but um, I think that all of these controversies have actually sparked people to start to talk about that. Right. And these these guys are getting kind of outed now. But there's not that many if you compare it to the mainstream world. Who's going to sit at the Oscars? Yeah. The audience, 75% is gone right now. <laughs> From Kevin Spacey all the way down to... I, oh I was so sad to hear about that one. I love Kevin Spacey. I mean, things... I was bummed. And Matt Lauer. Like, yeah, I don't care about him. Right. <laughs> But names that you never would think in a yeah. million years would come out all of a sudden. And now I'm like the Emmys, the Oscar season coming. Like who's going to sit in the audience? I'm excited to see That's who's left. Yeah, I know, right? Because it's all you know, women are going left and right. I'm like, good for you, but bitch, some people need to work still. So <laughs> you know, there's definitely some cleaning house going on. That's for sure. It's 2018, and the as a female, I'm, I'm excited for you know even the business within ourselves too. Yeah. But, there's a sort of renaissance happening, you yeah. know, and um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. On that note, thank you so much for coming on, Bridget. We're done? We're done. We've been on what? for an hour and a half. Oh, see, th- this is why you can't take me anywhere. I just need more Cheetos. I'm <laughs> starving. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. It's so, so much fun. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and uh, if you have a website and if you have any upcoming projects, yes. dances, whatever, feel free to plug all of those things. Oh my gosh, thank you. Um, I actually have to look up what I am doing. Um, yes, on Instagram, this is Bridget B. And um, with uh, com. Um, but this is Bridget B on Instagram, where all the news. But I will be at um, Deja Vu Tijuana. Very excited. On um, December 15th, for the first time ever. Oh, wow. Uh, Aniston was, I think she was there, or Jesse Rose or something. But we're like, uh, I'll be there with Nikki Delano. And then um, I will be at Silk in Wisconsin, AVN. I'll be signing uh, AVN for uh, uh, Reality Kings and Browsers. Catch me there, but everything is could be fun on Instagram. This is Bridget B and follow and okay, great. So that's where they can keep up for you yeah, all your appearances sure. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Okay, awesome. And then everyone, you guys know probably already that you can find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. And my website is hollyrandall.com. And if you want to support this podcast, you can contribute at patreon.com slash hollyrandall unfiltered, where you could do Things such as watch this interview live as it's happening and also get uh, signed prints, uh, books, DVDs, all kinds of fun stuff. So I appreciate your support and I appreciate all of you listeners. And if you want to rate and review me on iTunes, that would also mean the world to me. And since it's the season, Merry fucking Christmas, you guys. Oh, Mazel Tov. (laughs) Happy Kwanzaa. Bye. Well, just when you thought that you knew about every strange fetish out there, Miss Bridget introduced me to 
mukbang, which is apparently watching people eat large quantities of food. And apparently this is going to be my new dietary plan. So when I feel like snacking late at night, I'm just going to watch other people gorge on noodles and that's supposed to satisfy me. And this is what I love about doing these podcasts is that I always learn something new. And with someone like Bridget, who's just such a pleasure to have in the studio anyways, it makes the learning experience fun. And what I love about podcasts, like the one that I just did with Bridget, is that I came in here with a list of questions to try to make sure that we always had a subject of conversation to talk about, you know, A, B, and C. And we just started chatting and the conversation just went the direction that it went. I had to actually remind myself towards the end, oh yeah, ask Bridget how she got into the industry, ask her about her past because we were just having so much fun, just shooting the shit. And that's what I love about this podcast is that it's more of a conversation between me and my guest rather than an actual interview. And that's what I think makes it fun, makes it feel organic and makes Holly Randall Unfiltered what it is. Next week, my interviews are going to be coming to you guys straight from New York City. It's going to be a whole Holly Randall Takes New York. And it's going to be so much fun because my guests are freaking mind-blowing. First, I have best-selling author and all-around porn legend, Asa Akira, who also has her own very successful podcast. And then next is going to be one of my best friends, Danny Daniels, who is also a huge porn superstar and now a accomplished artist. So these are two interviews that I'm looking very much forward to. I'm so excited to be taking this show on the road and I can't wait for you guys to join me next week in the Big Apple. <laughs> <laughs> 